0: Welcome to another inspirational podcast from Abundant Life Church, where we believe that God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you. Now join us as we dive into today's message. Well, I'm excited this morning about what God has been doing in our house and in the church this year. In spite of what's going on in our our world system, which we live, God has been good to us here at at this house of worship, in this family of the Abundant Life family here. And I'm so thrilled with what God is doing, and, and what we want to do is we want, we want to take you back to the word of the Lord from this year. I was down praying and going over it and just looking at a number of things, and as I went back through it this past week, and uh, I, I, I went through it a number of times and just think, "Wow, you know God is so real and so good, And, and when you hear what God has to say, now turn to someone to say, "The year's not over yet.") <laughs> Praise the Lord. So everything that's here is still available to us today. But it's important that we understand that God always, and it's important you get this, God always lives in eternity. That's important. Because you see, we always live in the now, the circumstance. God always lives in the future. We're always living in the present. The problem is, if we allow the present to control us, it will alter our future. The future is supposed to control the present. The present is not supposed to control the future. And I want us to get that in our spirit. When God gives us a word for the year, for that year, it's all about what is to be. You know, we get all called up. With somebody that says, well, well, you're prophesying. And I don't need to put a tag on my name. I don't need to be called a prophet. I don't need to be called all that stuff. Nothing against that. I think it's wonderful. If you're a prophet, you're a prophet. Bless God. But I just, I'm just a preacher giving you the word of the Lord for the year. And, and it, is, it is a word, a prophetic word. But it's not because I'm a prophet, but it's because God has a word for this house. Amen. Glory to God. And so when we look at this, I want us to understand it deals with futuristic things and not the present. But if you'll focus on the future, it'll change the present. Oh, come on, folks, help me out here. Anybody who's ever done something great has always been obeying what they saw in front of them and not what they saw around them. Because when you live based on the circumstance, you're giving up a lot of things. Because the Bible says while we look not at those things which are seen, we look at those things which are not seen. Those things which are seen are temporal. I said those things which are seen are temporal. I said those things which are seen are temporal. Those things which are not seen. That means you cannot see it with a natural eye. You see, when you can look with the natural eye, that's all it is. But when you can look with the spiritual eye, now it moves to the supernatural. This world was created not out of the natural, but out of the supernatural. That which is seen was created that which was not seen by the word of the living God. Glory to God. So we have to see what God is saying do you hear what I just said? We've got to see what God is saying so that we're not held captive in the, in the now. We have the scripture found in the book of Hebrews over there in the 11th chapter. He says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. We all love the faith message, don't we? The problem is we've missed the faith message, and not because of the, our forefathers that taught us faith, but because we made it religious. See, now faith is, it's important to understand, faith is in the moment, but faith is never looking at the moment because the faith is the substance of things hoped for, which is futuristic. We tried to make faith change the moment. I don't care about the moment. The moment's gonna change anyway if I can see it. I gotta say focus on the future because that's an eternal thing. So now faith, now faith, faith in the moment is the substance of things hoped for, and you gotta move your now. To the future. You gotta move your faith to the because faith is the things hope for the word hope is favorable expectation. What do you anticipate? What is in your heart and what is in your life, and what does your future look like? Most people are so caught up with the moment they have can't even comprehend to look at the future. Because the enemy is a master of the moment. He said to Eve in the garden. He said, God told you not to touch that tree. No, God said, don't eat of the tree. But he got her into the moment that she even forgot what God said. Does that sound familiar to some of us? We get so caught up in the moment, we just forget what God said. Isn't that easy to do? We get so caught up, so caught up, we forget what God said. And that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to quit looking at what God said because what God said is taking you into the eternity, into the future that he has planned for you. My, my, my. So we find that he got Eve to look at the moment. But we go over into the New Testament and he comes to Jesus who's been, hadn't been without anything to eat for 40 days. He's been fasting. Goes out into the desert and there he tempts him. And Jesus, and he says to Jesus, he says, look at these kingdoms. Look at the moment. And Jesus says, you don't understand. I'm not about the moment. I'm about the future. And you shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that cometh out of it. Because every word of the Father's mouth is about the future. It has nothing to do with the past or the present. But I want God to heal me now. You don't understand. You can't get hit now unless you understand the future. You know how quick now is? It's done. Now's over. Which now are you in? See what I'm saying to you? So Jesus said, I refuse. I refuse to let the moment define who I am because I've got my eye on the future. Glory to God. So we talk about the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord deals with not what has happened, but what God has ordained to happen. Did you get that? It deals with not what has happened. It deals with what God has ordained to happen. See, most of us don't live in that arena, and that's why most Christians aren't happy. That's why people don't come to church every week. That's why people don't really pray every day because they just don't believe it's going to change anything anyway because they're so caught up in the moment they can't see the future. Consequently, they have no hope. Because they have no hope, they're dead in the water. And when you're dead in the water, you're miserable. You just aren't a happy person because you're moved with every whim, every situation. Every time the wind blows, oh, my God, which way am I going to go? I'm always fascinated with that, with the body of Christ. We'll come in here and sing that song, these songs we've been singing victoriously. I mean, it is awesome. And then we'll go outside and get in the the foyer or in the parking lot and pray for us, ask somebody to pray for us because we don't know what we're going to do. Well, I just thought you told me that that Jesus is going to, because the answer to everything, you just sang about it, you just clapped about it, you just shouted about it. Now, either he is or he isn't. See, our problem is we equate who Jesus is based upon what we think rather than what God has ordained. Because when Jesus doesn't do what I want him to do in the moment, then it's not all that real. Because we're, we're moment dr- driven. Can you imagine that God says to you, gives you a, a command and tells you to do something and you're building that ark for 120 years? You're building an ark, something you you don't even know what it is, getting ready for something that's coming that you've never seen yeah. on. for 120 years. Hmm. And you've been how long? <laughs> I mean, if we don't get our instant grits, we're done. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Listen, folks, let me say something to you. I love supernatural signs and wonders and miracles. And when God comes back into, into the present of where we are, and gives us a miracle where we are. But he's given us a miracle so he can prepare us for what he has for us. I mean, I love that. But you need to read the scripture. The Bible says that just shall live by faith. Faith doesn't mean manifestation. It means that I'm going to trust God for the manifestation regardless of the circumstance. Hello? Anybody home? So when we hear the word of the Lord? I want us to get this today because God has said some things that are so powerful. And I'm, I'm going to br- go through some very briefly. And others I'm going to take a little more time. But in the book of Matthew chapter 16, you could turn there if you would please. In the book of Matthew in chapter 16, verses 18 and 19. Matthew 16, verses 18 and 19, also I say to you that you are Peter. He's talking to Peter because he had, he had asked him, who do you say that I am? Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And I say to you that you are Peter. You're a small stone, but on this declaration of faith of who I am, the rock, I will build my church. Come on, tell somebody and say, if you're a believer, you're the church. Again, we've got to bring that thing in and make it personal and don't make it like this. It's not the four walls of this building. It's, it's, it's not the, the church. You are the church. If you're a believer in Christ, you're part of the body of Christ, and he refers to you as the church. He said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell, the authorities of Hades or hell shall not prevail. I said, shall not prevail against it. Next verse. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Isn't that wonderful? And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That's written with a perfect passive part of Zippel, which is just big terminology, which means whatever that, ha- that you bind on earth is what should already been bound in heaven. And what has already been bound in heaven or loosed in heaven, you have a right to loose on earth. It gives you the authority. It gives you the right. What God said no to, you can say No. And what God said yes to, you can say loose. Now, the key to it is this, and, and I, I know I'm going to be getting into some probably deep water with this one, but he says, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom. <laughs> What's the keys of the kingdom? See, <laughs> most of you are looking at me like, you, you know, well, you try trying to trick us. No. It's important we understand line upon line, precept upon precept. Such is the kingdom of God if a man should scatter seed. (laughs) As long as the earth remains seed time and harvest. There's more things on giving and on blessing and sowing seed than there is about loving you. Well, I just messed some of you up, didn't I? I love you with the love of the Lord. Please don't. Because that's a religious terminology that you have no concept of what you're saying. Because what you're saying to me is I will go and die on the cross for you. It's easy to just say, I love you with the love of the Lord, just sloppy agape. But the minute something goes south, I told you I knew that about them anyway. I knew that's the kind of person that was. I mean, can you imagine Jesus hanging on the cross? looking at every loser out there, every sinner, every liar, every thief, every adulterer, every evil person, and he says, forgive them. They don't know what they do. That's the love of the Lord. Now, us, I'm okay till you cross my border. (laughs) You understand? See, when you love somebody with the love of the Lord, you're willing to take it to the grave. Mm. my, 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 my. So the keys of the kingdom, let's look at the keys for a moment. The keys of the kingdom, (laughs) you bind and loose by what you sow and by what you reap. I just messed some of you up. What did God say to Adam and Eve after he created everything? He says, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, and then have authority. Take the seeds of everything that you see and sow them. You gives you the what gives you the authority on earth? You have the authority to sow and to reap. Hmm. Whatsoever man saith, whatsoever man will not doubt in his heart, but believe in his heart, and shall say this his mouth and be thou removed. What you sayeth in your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. He gives you what's in your heart, the desires of your heart. Somebody, say, well, God, see that scripture. And this is how we've gotten real religious about it. Well, what that scripture says according to the theologians of today is that if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll cause your desire to match up with his desire. No, that's not what it says. But we do that to sound spiritual. Because we're afraid to tell somebody God will actually give you what you want. But, of course, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We don't want to get into that. oh my the keys of the kingdom is binding and loosening how do I bind and loose I sow and I reap I sow and I reap as long as the earth remains as long as the earth remains I said as long as the earth remains seed time and harvest Wow. Mark chapter 4, the sower sows the word, such as the king. The sower sows the word. He sows the word. In the epistles, Jesus is the incorruptible seed of the word of God. The incorruptible seed. How am I going to activate the authority of the kingdom? I've got to use Jesus. How did Jesus operate? He operated as a seed. Oh, God, help me here. Jesus was, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Oh, my. He gave his only begotten son. And Jesus is the incorruptible seed of the word of God. John chapter one says, in him is life and he is the word of God. So if Jesus is the word, the living word, And he is the incorruptible seed. If I'm going to be like Jesus, the authority that I have in the name of Jesus is not based about me running around binding and loosing and binding. It's the seeds that I sow. The seeds that I sow have to be what God has ordained. See, some of you already miss it because you think we're talking dollars and cents. We're not. We're talking about your, your time, your talent, your energy, your finance, your actions. Those are all seeds. And if you do it in the authority of the name. See, most of us don't use the authority of the name of Jesus until we got a problem. In the name of Jesus, I take authority (laughs) of you. Jesus walked around and the devil goes, whoa, wait a minute, we know who you are. we got to tell them who we are. Got my badge, let me get it out for you. I believe in Jesus, devil, I have authority over you. Jesus didn't say, you know, the Father gave me a thought. He just said, what are you doing here? You, okay. You. That's right. go, into, go into the swine. You legion of devils, get in the swine. Swine, go, in, go into the ocean and drown. I'm sending you back where you came from. Not because I have a badge, but because I am the living word of God. I am the seed of God producing something here. You see, sowing and reaping is a spiritual dynamic. It's a futuristic dynamic. That's why it affects everything in your life. It affects the way you walk. It affects the way you talk. It affects the way that, that, that you, you inter, interrelate with other people. It deals with your time. It deals with your talent. It deals with your energy. It deals with your finance. But what we've done is we made sowing and reaping, we've relegated it to just dollars and cents rather than lifestyle. Now look at a person next to you and smile and tell them where you are today is the sum total of the seeds that you have sown or that you have reaped. Stop your complaining. Stay with me, guys. We're going somewhere today. We're about to get this plane. We're just going. You know, some of these guys, they got these jet planes. They just go. I'm kind of a slow mover. It takes me a while. We're one of those jetliners. It takes us a while to get down. But once we get down to that, we're going to be okay. We're going up. Because God gave us a word for this year. And it was a seed. It was a seed that would bind And a seed that would lose is how you use the keys of the kingdom, the authority of the kingdom. The word there deals with the authority. Keys represents authority. How you use your authority in the area of sowing and reaping will determine the future that your now faith has for your hope. Wow. It's a lifestyle. It's what God has set in motion. And so when we look at this passage of Scripture, we talked about the fact this is the year the church will arise. I said this is the year that the church will arise. It's a year that he's going to resurrect, he's going to rebuild, he's going to restore, he's going to release, he's going to reclaim, and he's going to redeem. It's a year that the resurrected power is going to resurrect what the enemy has tried to tell you is in the grave. Some of you are so caught up in the moment you've forgotten what God said about your future. You've forgotten your dreams. You've forgotten your vision. You've you've forgotten your desire. You gotta get back to that, folks. This is a year, the resurrected power, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Listen, what God has ordained, he hasn't forgotten what it looks like. It's a year that we've got to believe that the hope and the dreams and the vision that God has put in us is come out of your belly, flows the rivers of living water. The vision's on its way back. Resurrection's coming back into that hope, coming back into that vision, coming back into that dream. What might, the enemy might have said is over with. God can raise it from the dead. It's a year to rebuild. That means we gotta get back to business. It's not a year to stay out of the church. It's not a year to stop being in evangelism. It's not a year to get out of the choir. It's not a year to quit playing your instrument. It's not a year to, to, to quit being a part of what God's called you to be a soul winner. This is a year to rebuild. The enemy did everything he could to to destroy the body of Christ last year and the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's time the church rose back up and said, no, we are not destroyed. We are still here, and we're going to rebuild. If Nehemiah can rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, we can rebuild the walls of the church because he said that we are the church, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against us. It's a year to restore. Ooh, I love that. Bible says that as we enter into these last days, according to the work of the Holy Spirit, he'll restore what the cankerworm, the pommel worm, the caterpillar has destroyed. I said, he'll restore. Tell somebody, he'll restore what you've lost. The great thing about restoration is that God never does it one-on-one. He always does seven-to-one. If he comes and steals one and you catch him, he got to bring it back sevenfold. Come on, tell somebody, say, it's coming back seven ways. Glory to God. I can't wait. I'm excited about what's coming back into my life, coming back into this church, coming back into the kingdom of God. Glory to God. It's a year to release. We cannot be held captive anymore. We're going to kick the gates open. We're going to release the power of the Holy Ghost like never before. We're going to pray for more people. Don't lay hands on the sick. They might have COVID. Get out, COVID. In the name of Jesus, I declare the miracle working power of the kingdom. you afraid of it? Already had it. See, it's the problem with death. I've already died. The problem with poverty, I've already been broke. The problem with COVID, already had it. See, once you've already had some, oh God, and God's giving you the victory over it, He got to find something else because He realized that ain't working. <laughs> it's time to release the presence and the power and the glory. In the supernatural, in the world in which we live, wherever we go, let the shadow fall on people. Let's get ready to release God's kingdom and His glory wherever we go. It's a year to reclaim. That's mine, not yours. Well, I lost my house. Really, I don't care. I, I want my house. I want a house. I want my house. I, listen, I don't necessarily need to one I left because really it probably didn't meet my needs. I just want to reclaim my house. I need a new house. I'm reclaiming what God said was mine. Now, I don't have time to get into that, but next year you'll find out with ownership and possession. That's another deal I'll give the word of the Lord. But right now, I'm going to reclaim what God gave me. I'm going to reclaim my health. I'm going to reclaim my peace. I'm going to reclaim my joy. I'm going to reclaim everything, even physical, spiritual, super. I'm reclaiming it in the name of it. It's coming back to me. Amen. You know why? My name's on it. Amen. My name's on it. Amen. I don't want what you've got. What you've got won't meet my needs anyway. You know why? It doesn't have my name on it. And you don't want what I've got. Oh, you look at somebody, oh, I wish they had. I don't want a thing they got. Because what they got ain't going to make me happy. If my name's not on it, I said if my name's not on it, i got to reclaim what's mine. God told us we're going to take South Florida. We're going to change it for God. I'm claiming that back. I'm bringing that back. I've got too many saints that have been in this church for 44 years that have gone home to be with the Lord that has an anchor in this building. And I'm building on that which they laid so that when we come before God... Not only will God be glorified, but they, as witnesses, it says we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Don't think that the saints have gone on before us that laid the foundation stones in this church, or don't think Bishop Woody, and don't think that 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 my mom, uh, you know, Sister Edith, they're not all up there celebrating what God is doing. Don't think Michael Black is not up there right now saying, "Get it done." Don't 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 you dare think those things because those are saints that put their blood in their life and they believe God. And this year. We're we're going to see it begin to move because they have laid the foundation that we build this church upon and we're changing South Florida in the name of Jesus. Now I can name a bunch of other saints. I just mentioned a few, but you know what I'm talking about. Well, you know, I wish so and so were here. That's not between me and, and what I think. is what God has done. I said it's what God has done. But for those that are still here alive and remain, we've got an obligation to build on the foundation that those saints that went on before us laid. Right. I'm not going to be embarrassed when I get in heaven, when I stand before all of those saints that went before me. I'm not going to be embarrassed when I stand before all Roberts. I'm not going to be embarrassed when I stand before Dr. Youngie Cho because i built on the foundation they put in my life. They're going to be celebrated. Hallelujah. And this is the year that it all begins. Glory to God. Let me move on. I might get carried away with that. Reclaiming it at all. It's a year of redemption. Now let me explain that to you. We use the scripture, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's important to understand that that's not dealing with people getting saved. That's dealing with people that's gotten saved and fallen away. We'll see them redeemed. They're coming back. Oh, I got news for you. God's got his hook in their jaw. They're not going anywhere. They think they went somewhere. God's been right with them all along. They don't even know it. They they think they're going over here and God's going, where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? I'm not blind. I'm not Where are we going? Where are we going? And eventually, eventually they're going to stop running. And the moment they stop running, I cannot tell you how many are in this church, some this morning, that left this church eight, nine, 10, 15 years ago, and they're back? What happened? God's redeeming it all. Why? Because he, want, he God has ordained us. Listen, I don't have a choice about where I am, this is my assignment. There's a lot, I'm the pastor. Senior pastor, Bishop Rick Thomas. And there's a lot here I don't like. But I can't leave. I know that some of you live. What? It doesn't mean because you're called that everything makes you happy. But if I'll do what God called me to be, do what he called me to do, reach who he's called me to reach, then I am going to find my peace and my joy and my happiness. But I got news for you. I can't go anywhere, even though some of you really get on my nerves. (laughs) Not that I get on yours. I know I'm always sweet. But sometimes, I'll go home and I go to my wife, let's just pack up and leave. (laughs) We've been at this a long time. We've got retirement funded. We're good. Let's let Sean have quicker than he thinks he needs it. (laughs) I know none of you have ever thought that. But folks, let me say something to you. God's bringing Redemption. He's got people who made mistakes that He's bringing back in. He's redeeming them. You know what I think about is I made some mistakes in my life with people, places and things that this year, all year long, God's been redeeming relationships and redeeming my, uh, my position. I mean, it's amazing what God is doing in, in our lives right now. and I just shake my head because sometimes people look at me with, when I'm with certain people and they go, "Are you kidding me? But God's redeeming us. It's a year of, the re- of redemption let's start putting this thing back together again. Let's start putting the body of Christ back together again. We're supposed to be in this thing together. We're not separate, we're together. Let's not worry about what they're doing in this church and that church and this church because of all of what God called us to do. It's amazing how God will call all of them to be in sync. We can't do it by ourselves, but if we'll get in the body of Christ where he assigned us, and let him redeem us back to that place and that position and into that calling and that gifting. Get ready, South Florida. You're about to suffer your greatest earthquake that you have ever thought of possibly happening because it's going to be the church of the Lord Jesus Christ shaking this state like it's never been shaken before with the Lord Jesus Christ. This year, everybody say this year. Not my mind. It's a season of supernatural authority, a season of supernatural authority, season of exposure. I said it's a season of exposure, season of deliverance, a season of healing, of restoration, of forgiveness. A season of identification. A season of identification. Colossians 3, 10-15, put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. Do you understand that totally eradicates the, the racism problem right there? Don't shout me down. Don't shout me down. Just because you like racism is not my problem. If you talk about racism all the time, you got a problem. Well, you don't think it's real. Racism is real. It's horrible. One of the worst cancers that's ever been on any nation in the world. But this solves it. When we put on the new man, there is no racism. Bond to free, male to female. So the gender problem's answered. I said the gender problem's answered. Just put on Jesus. You know, well, I want you to know that I'm not sure about my gender, and I, I, I just have these, the, these feminine feelings. Uh, uh, get, just put on new man. I don't care about your feelings. I don't care what you think. You want to have long hair? You want to do your nails? I don't really give a rip. You want to put on a dress? I could care less. Just get renewed. I just messed somebody up, didn't I? Did you see? Who cares? If they put on a new man, I don't have to say a word. Oh, look at you. That's all right. We got three people going. Okay, that's okay. Truth is truth whether we like it or not. We don't have a gender problem. We don't have a, a race problem. We don't have an economic problem. We, we, we don't have if a, an uh, a educational problem. What we have is a sin problem. Yeah. Get them right with God. It's amazing how everything else begins to fall into place. Put on the new man. Renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, forgive them. Quit trying to justify yourself. Just forgive them. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And by the way, love is not a loosey-goosey feeling. Love is choosing the highest good according to God's word in every situation. I've acted in love when in my mind I wanted to kill somebody. But I chose the higher good. And I know none of you have ever felt that way about anyone or anything. But I'll be honest with you, there have been moments in my life that I had to bring myself into, my body and my mind into subjection and tear down imaginations because I wanted to take them out. But I chose, according to the Word of God, to act Accordingly. And love conquers all. I said love conquers all. All these days put on love which is the bond of perfection or completion and let the peace, the harmony with God rule your heart or let it be your umpire to which also you are called in one body and be thankful. Psalms 45, 1, the tongue is the pen of a ready writer. What is it doing? It's indicting a good manner of a heart and your tongue is the pen of a ready writer. My, 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 my. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. We talked about that the other week. Proverbs 18, 21. In Matthew 15, 35 through 37, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Your words will justify and or they will condemn. I cannot tell you how important, it is always important, but this year in particular, the words that are coming out of you. Don't get caught up into foolishness. Don't get caught up into, into stupid things and, and, and ignorant things. Don't be a jokester. I'm not saying not have fun, but don't be foolish. Your words are going to make a difference this year. Like God's watching our words like he's never watched them before. He's always watched over them. But this year, he said, this year your words are going to be more important to you than you've ever realized. The words that we speak. 2021 is a year to be a witness Signs and wonders in the world. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. As we say, year of identification, year of miracles, year of expansion, year to return kingdom to return on kingdom priorities. It also says in number six, it's the year of separation. It's time you started separating yourself from the worldly system. It's time you came out from among them. It's time you realize you're in the world, but you're not of the world. Some of us are more comfortable hanging out with sinners than we are with believers, and that's a real problem because if you hang out in the barbershop long enough, you're getting a haircut. Just a thought. The system has brought separation spiritually, socially, politically, racially, educationally, and with the family, but Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You're supposed to enjoy this life. You're supposed to have an overflowing presence of God in your life. You're supposed to enjoy living in this world. Joseph did not lose sight of the kingdom when he was in the pit. He didn't lose sight of it when he was in slavery. he didn't lose sight of it when he was in the dungeon and forgotten. He never lost sight of he had a dream. He, he focused on what God had given him. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not lose sight of, the, of God's kingdom in the midst of the political arena that they were in when things began to turn south, much like we're seeing right now. Things are turning south. It doesn't matter. We're not going to lose sight of what God said in spite of what they do in Washington or what they do in Tallahassee or what they do in Margaret. I don't care what the political people are doing. I'm focused on who God is and what he said, and it's the season that the church is to arise and operate in the power of the kingdom of God Binding and loosening with the keys of the kingdom. The words are important. Daniel didn't lose sight of the kingdom in the lion's den. David did not lose sight of the kingdom in the cave of Adullam. Jesus did not lose sight of the kingdom on the cross or in the grave. 2021 will be a year for opportunity. Opportunity. For those who are kingdom minded. I, I had someone come to me the other day. They sent me a thing. They, we were here Tuesday morning. We were praying. And God just put a spirit upon me to begin to pray for, the, for favor. We play, if you were here last Tuesday morning, early prayer, we were praying for favor and that God was going to give favor in spite of all this stuff. And we had a person who called me. She called up at 10 o'clock that morning. She said, I can't believe it. I got to work and they gave me a raise. And another person come to me, asked me to pray for him. I prayed for him. They called me back. They said, you know what? We thought we might, we're going to have to lose our job because we're, uh, we, we, you know, we didn't get vaccinated. And they said, if you're not vaccinated, you're going to lose your job. Said, they called me and said, listen, we don't want to lose you. We're going to let you work at home. They gave, we've created a new position for you. And they raised her $30,000 a year. <laughs> uh, I'm not here to talk about that other, we did that last week, but I'm here to talk to you about this, that this year, I said, this year, whew, my, 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 it'll be a year for opportunity for those who are kingdom minded. You have to stay focused on the kingdom. The world does not desire to bring peace, does not desire to bring healing, does not desire to bring provision, does not desire to solve any social injustice. The world's not interested in your welfare, your provision, your health, your social injustice, or spiritual life. The world offers no answers to your problems because the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But my kingdom will begin to rise up in the hearts of those that truly believe. The true believer will bring salvation to the lost healing to the sick, and blessing to the faithful. My church will bring the demonstration of my kingdom to resurrect, rebuild, restore, release, reclaim, and redeem. In my kingdom, the authorities of hell will not prevail. The authorities of hell will not prevail against my church. So our our job, our assignment is to believe, is to declare, it is to bind, and it is to loose. Only through signs and wonders will your voices be heard in this day and age. You will see and you will experience the power of the kingdom. It's a season and a time for the church to arise. Season and a time for the church to arise. Nineteen seventy. Five. Bishop Woody had four heart attacks. Sister Edith had gone through cancer. He only had 40% of his heart that was operational. He could barely walk across a room. In a season and a time, things were not good. God began to move, we began to pray and get the mind of the Lord. We broke the curse off of us and off our family. I won't get into that detail. But we broke it off. And, but even though we broke the curse of sickness and poverty off of our family, it didn't change the circumstance of my dad. But it was a season. Oh, God, help me here. Mm-hmm. See, when the season comes, it doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter where you are. It's about where God's about to take you. Amen, mm-hmm. Thank you. Season. My brother says, You need to come up to Lakeland. There's a guy here praying for the sick. Just had a lady that's been blind for over 20 years, has a CNI dog that came into the meeting, got healed. Totally healed, 2020. Miracles, you gotta come. My mom and dad went up to the bar my car, drove up there because they couldn't, didn't have a car to drive. Sat in the meeting in First Assembly, Lakeland, Florida. Preacher walks out, the evangelist that was there visiting. He walked out, opened up his book, stopped. He said, just a minute, walked off the platform, walked back into the back of the auditorium and the 1,600 people. My mom and dad, the place was packed out. They were in the middle of a road back here. He said, sir, I want you to come here. My dad stood up. He would start to make his way to the aisle. He said, I'm so sorry. He says, I didn't honor you. You're, God shows me you're a minister, and I didn't honor you as, a, as, a, as a, uh, one of God's servants. I apologize. Please, pastor, come here. Now, he hadn't pastored in years because of his help, but he said, "See that anointing doesn't change. Gifts and calling of God are without repentance. God's promises don't change because your circumstance does. Did right. you what I said? Yes. Circumstances don't change the promise." Right. He looked over and he saw my mom. He says, "Hey, little lady. He says you're his wife, aren't you? Come on out here with him. Called him out." Spoke the Word of God over me. He says, I see your heart has been damaged. You've had four heart attacks. I see the arteries in your heart. I see the the damage that you've had on your heart. He says, you only have part of your heart that's actually operational, but as of today, God's going to heal you. And by the way, you're going back into ministries. Everybody say season. See, some of you are where you are right now, but you're in the season right now that what the enemy has tried to destroy is about to be resurrected. What the enemy is trying to take away, God's about to put back. He's about to put everything back in you that you had in the beginning so you can fulfill what he's called you to do. I'm telling you, it's not going to come. It's already, we're already in the season. Prayed for him. My dad and mom went down in the pile of the Holy Spirit and just laid in the floor. Of course, some people don't like that falling out. But I tell you one, when your heart's getting healed and cancer's being dissipated, you don't care how long you're laying in the floor. You're not worried about laying in the floor. You're just excited that God had showed up. Yes. <clears throat> Glory to God. Came back to start a church. Didn't have any money. Been broke. Been financially broke, lost their home, lost everything they had because of, of medical bills. They didn't have insurance back in those days. Hundreds of thousands of dollars broke. Dad said, the only thing I can do, he went down to one of these loan people and said, "All these little stores and these shopping centers, and they said, we'll loan you $1,000 on your signature. Then we're going to take the first payment out before you leave. Nothing like the world, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Don't you love trusting the world? Dad took that $900, $900 some dollars, went and he started Abundant Life Church. It was a season. I said it was a season. He took that $1,000, if you will, qualification. that He he only had a qualification for $1,000. I don't know what you're qualified for, but it don't matter. Because God took what He was qualified for. And when He took what He was qualified for and put it into the kingdom, the first year the church turned $99,990 in the offerings. And abundant life has never looked back. You know why? It was a season. Oh, come on, people. It was a season. This is our season, God said. This is the season the church has arrived. I've already given you so many points and so much information that if you wrote it down and took it down, then you should when you walk out of here, you should know this is your season. I'm applying this because I got news for you. My dreams are coming back. What the enemy stolen is being restored. I'm giving everything put back in me so I can fulfill what God called me to fulfill. I've got a dream, I've got a vision, I've got a destiny, and God has come back from eternity to tell me today that my future looks good to him. His ways towards me are good. He's happy about me. He's got good things planned for me. It's my season. Come on, tell somebody, it's my season. My, 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 my. I don't know what season you're in, but this year, 2021, God said the church will arise, and the gates of hell will not prevail. Thank you for listening. We trust that what you heard today has encouraged you to live the abundant life. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on our website, AbundantLife.tv, or follow us on Instagram at AbundantLife underscore TV and Facebook at Come to Life. And remember, God is a good God. He loves you and he wants to bless you.